this is supposed to be a democracy where we vote for people because they've sold us the best bill of goods. They've convinced us that they're the best person for the job, whether it be to help us or to help our country. And we're meant to be able to hold them accountable when they don't fulfill those promises. But these days it really doesn't feel like that, like we're able to do that at all. And with this new stimulus package that came out today, it's really kind of depressing to me how much of the bill really has nothing to do with coronavirus or just basic relief for citizens. The president and a lot of Democrats ran on direct relief to citizens who've suffered through the pandemic. But then once they're in office, they use their powers to write in all this other stuff as if it's like they're right because they're gonna give you something and not even what they fully promised. I mean, they promised $2,000 to every adult, direct payment, and they said it would happen immediately. And the presidential election, well, it was in November, but Biden was inaugurated in January. It's, it's March now. That's not immediately, and, and it's not $2,000 either. It's $1,400. That's not what the whole $1.9 trillion is for. It's not one point. $9 trillion equals 1400 to every individual, and the 1400 isn't going to every individual. It's $1.9 trillion, some, you know, millions going to some group or organization, millions going to other projects. Why can't that be in a separate bill? I'm not saying any of the things that they put in there are necessarily bad, but to use the pandemic and the emergency of the pandemic as a way to get people to vote for you and you make certain promises to them based on their desperation and then using that desperation to then you know fulfill your wish list to me is it's actually immoral like and maybe there's a good reason for it but I haven't heard any good reason they just skip over it in some sense, it's probably a good thing. I mean, a lot of people need relief, so if it gives people relief, it's a good thing in that sense. But I mean, all this money has to be paid back too, and it's like, we're letting us scare them into putting the government into a bunch of debt. It's not even really for us, but we'll be expected to pay it back. It just feels really dark and shady. And it makes you question if any of these people really are what they seem in their political campaigns and advertisements. I think a lot of people who have supported uh, the elected officials who promised this should be, whether you're happy that it passed or not, should also, on top of that, be criticizing how dishonest it was because you can totally be happy that it passed and totally be happy that there's finally some relief coming and still say, I was lied to. I was used and deceived. And I think that's super important to hold people accountable because there are other people who can make those same promises to you who won't lie to you. At least I hope. I mean, I assume there's at least one good, decent person who's capable of doing that but it really doesn't feel like the people who are currently in office 
are in office to serve the people as much as they are to uh, serve themselves or to serve people around them. And the office isn't really about just their family. It's, it's about the people who elect them. It's about the whole country. The people who submit to their authority should have a say in what that authority means and what that authority does. And it all just feels really shady right now. Maybe it's always been shady. It probably has always been shady. But it doesn't have to be. And I think we just have to not allow ourselves to be afraid of the imposed alternative, so to speak, meaning that you must vote for this person. Otherwise, the danger is that you'll have that person, and that person is evil and bad and will do all these things. But you're giving your vote to someone else who will also do bad things or, t or at least lie to you, and you're giving them your support. And at a certain point, that just becomes kind of literal sheep-like behavior. And I don't mean to use that cliche, but you're saying that because the inevitable is that everybody else is going to make a bad decision, you have to make a bad decision too, rather than looking for a good decision. And I think that's really sad, and it says, says a lot about the state of our democracy. And again, maybe what it's always been but it really doesn't have to be. Yeah, we need to start holding people accountable, I think, and particularly the people we like, particularly the politicians who we support. We're putting our faith, our honor, our integrity, our beliefs behind them, and saying this is who we support, You're putting your soul behind them. You're saying, I would feel confident in my heart allowing this person to have authority, direct control over my fellow citizens. And I think that means it's your responsibility to hold that person accountable when he's misusing that power and deceiving people. One thing that really upsets me a lot these days, and I spend a lot of time thinking about it, and it keeps me up even, is my feeling that the people who are directly responsible for dividing our population and making us all hate each other based on ideology and partisanship and all that, that these are the people claiming to be our heroes and to be fighting for us. I know everybody wants things their way and thinks that they know right and that, you know, I think sometimes people think the, they're fighting a battle of good versus evil and I think their hearts come from truly virtuous places, but when they actually express themselves about how they feel, they end up being hateful and discounting other people's feelings about the situation and not really trying to talk to them or listen to them, but instead to denounce them and cast them off. And in any society, when that becomes the primary mode of thinking, that society's probably headed towards a really dark place. A society is a structure of people choosing to be a mass together under the same blanket. 
choosing to be governed by the same blanket. And when people think that half of the country is against them and hates them or directly opposes their morals, it's hard to want to be under that blanket. And I really just worry about how fiery the rhetoric is because it can be heard across the world. It's not just a Thanksgiving dinner disagreement that blows up and people storm out of the room. That, you know, that's between family members and they can, you know, leave the room, cool off and come back and forgive and forget and still love each other. But now we hear everybody's opinion from across the world. Then we make associations too about what those people believe and what the uncle you had a fight with at Thanksgiving dinner believes and who he is. And it just causes so much fighting and divisiveness and the end of broships. We shouldn't be ending our broships. Stan, Kyle, and Cartman probably should go hang out with other people for a while. They probably should go choose to be in a different environment for a while. But to choose to hate each other and to denounce each other and to fight each other and to pick sides, like truly oppositional, deeply hateful beliefs about each other's sides, it just seems so dangerous. It seems so, it seems like the fabric is torn and there will be no civility left. We gotta keep our broships, America. Disagree with love, and if you disagree with hate, it brings your emotions to the forefront. That's how it goes sometimes, and your emotions may be justified, they're probably justified. But just learn to love the person who you hate, the person whose belief systems you absolutely denounce, Love them, try to listen to them, try to understand them, forgive them. And that's, you know, that's the biggest thing these days is that everybody wants everybody else to say I'm sorry, but nobody seems to want to actually just forgive. And sorries are nice to hear, especially when someone's like learned what they've done wrong but these days it feels like a lot of the sorries are just to quiet the, the noise that's coming at people rather than actually having learned something and wanting to change. And I think whether they apologize or not, we should forgive them because again, those emotions probably come from a, a place of hurt or something real. And in order to actually change them, to actually make them feel differently about something, I really think forgiveness is actually the first step because you're accepting them. They don't have to hate themselves and feel an attachment to a self that they're ashamed of when they can't really figure out why they're ashamed of what they did because, again, to them, it's probably an authentic emotion. They were actually feeling in some way justified in what they were doing, even if they know that they wish they had not done what they did unless they actually have some sense of change, some profound moment of realization of, I'm gonna be a different person now, 
which is pretty rare throughout your life, I think, then I don't think just forcing them to say I'm sorry so you guys can continue to hang out is actually really the best solution. I think just trying to love them anyways and kind of moving past it is probably the best thing. I mean, in it, if it's holding in the back of your head, you should have a conversation about it. But you got to come from a place of love or, again, you're just going to cause another fight or you're going to push that person further away. America, let's have broship talks. Let's... I know things have gotten tense in the broship, but we got to love each other because we know each other are good people, or at least that we have good hearts and want to be good people. Otherwise, we probably never would have had a broship in the first place. I love this country. I love the people of this country. I feel like I've been taught a profound sense of love for my country, for our citizens. I've been taught a profound sense of a desire to help others and to forgive. I think we're extremely capable of it, but things like the modern technology of social media, among other things, are just making it impossible for us to access those things that we were taught. Uh, those things like respect of each other's individual views and wanting to allow people to have just about as strong of a disagreement as you can possibly have with each other and not have that end in breaking up the broship. It shouldn't be you have to agree with me or change your mind in order for the broship to continue. And maybe it's just the subjects on, on both of our minds too much. Maybe we just should take some time to separate from each other. But to hate and resent each other when, when we're gone is, is kind of like to hate a part of ourselves because we love that person. And we, we love them enough to spend a lot of our time with them and to emotionally invest in them and to allow a disagreement to make us resent them and who they are and the time that we spent with them, I just think it's betrayal of ourself and an act of injustice towards someone who's brought light into our lives at one point or another. Mm -hmm.